Well, another defensive dominant performance today by the Buckeyes. Offensively dominant. Special teams. Drew Crispin wasn't as great as I thought he'd be. Blake Hobiel, 49-yard field goal. Uh, you don't have much to complain about. Uh, we haven't had much to complain about all season, and uh, I don't think there'll be any stress on this team until January because, boy, 38-7 to today against the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, thought it'd be easy. Didn't think it'd be that easy. Uh, my prediction before the game. 37 to 20. So I overvalued Wisconsin's offense, and I am rapidly beginning to think that I'm overvaluing Paul Christ as a play caller because some of the things he did today I thought were strange. Not that he had the talent to compete evenly, and that's what Chris and I told you throughout the week. Hi, everybody. It's a We Tackle Life podcast. Spielman and Hooley. Chris got called into a Fox meeting in Chicago where he will be doing the Bears and the Chargers tomorrow. He sends his regrets that he's unable to join us today as we break down uh, Ohio State's ascent to 8-0. and uh, Nobody's come within uh, any closer than 24 points of this team. Wisconsin, which uh, two weeks ago looked like it would give Ohio State uh, a four-quarter game, did not. Justin Fields was on the sidelines at the end, just like he's been on the sidelines every game this year. And that's not going to change for the foreseeable future because it's an off week. Then it's Maryland at home. Then it's Rutgers on the road. Oh, man, how bad is Ohio State going to be Rutgers? As bad as they want to. And then Penn State, November the 23rd. The Fox guys were hinting today they'll be back for that one. I don't know if Penn State can stay unbeaten until then. Ohio State most assuredly will. And the Michigan game to end the regular season. So uh, let's get into this one. But first, uh, you have less than an hour, less than an hour, to get to Stover Farms Custom Meats, 4000 Presidential Parkway in Powell. To get 15% off as a Spielman & Hooley listener. Celebrate a big Ohio State victory with a humongous, juicy, aged, grass-fed Angus steak from Stover Farms. Cade Stover, your reigning Mr. Football, that's his family. Uh, they operate Stover Farms in the Mansfield area. They grow their own Angus beef, no hormones, non-GMO, everything all natural. They have poultry and uh, pork. Uh, raised similarly, know what's in your protein uh, so that it's healthy for you. You don't want a bunch of additives and things like that. And you want to support a great, hardworking American family uh, that gets it done on the farm every single day. Uh, then you would uh, certainly be uh, right uh, in the wheelhouse by doing that with Stover Farms Custom Meats, 15% off. Steaks, hamburger, great sausage patties. Uh, Spielman and Hooley listeners get 15% off. 4,000 Presidential Parkway and Powell. So make your way up Sawmill. Uh, right around where the big uh, Kroger and Buffalo Wild Wings and all that is. That's where Presidential Parkway is. Okay, um, what questions are left for this team? Uh, Wisconsin comes in with a defense number one in the nation uh, in every category. Uh, that um, was something I wondered about. Was that a factor of who Wisconsin had played? Well, I mean, probably a little bit, but let's just admit the obvious. Ohio State is really, really, really good. And Ryan Day is a really expert play caller. How many times today uh, did he get an advantageous matchup, one of his players on a Wisconsin linebacker? Uh, I can think of he did it with Chris Olave. He did it with Garrett Wilson. Uh, Wisconsin, nor any opponent, not Alabama, not Clemson, is going to win that matchup. Just not going to happen. And that is where Ryan Day excels. 
So that's one thing. This game really uh, confirmed, not that I needed it, and I don't think you needed it either, confirmation that Ryan Day is really special as a play caller. I think he's special in a lot of areas. Uh, number one, leadership. Um, number one, a culture. Uh, but particularly as it translates to the field, his ability to get his guys into positions where they can be successful, let their speed, let their athleticism, let their ability take over, is really impressive. I would think that as a guy who's been a coordinator, the danger moving you up to a head coach, and we're seeing this with Freddie Kitchens of the Browns, is that when you're charged with the responsibility of the entire team, sometimes the game moves so fast for you that your acumen previously demonstrated in your area of specialty it diminishes a bit. We've not seen any of that with Ryan Day. Their offense is phenomenal. They make adjustments possession to possession. I never thought they'd lose this game today, which brings me to the defense because I never thought Wisconsin had any sustained success offensively against the Ohio State defense, which I don't know why this hit me today. Maybe because Urban was on the set on the Fox Big Ten kickoff show. But I I don't think we're ever going to get an answer to the question that to me is the most puzzling question. And not necessarily about this team, because it's really not a question about this team. It's a question about last year's team. And that question is, how in the world, with the same defensive players, did that defense perform like that defense and this defense perform like this defense? Now, I mean, I know the obvious answer. And the obvious answer, and it has to be the right answer, is, well, this defense is being coached in a way that plays to its strengths, and that defense was not being coached in a way that played to its strengths. My question is, why? Why? Those guys are all accomplished football coaches, many of whom are not here anymore. And don't tell me, well, they got fired because they were bad coaches. Greg Schiano's not a bad coach. Alex Grinch is not a bad coach. Oklahoma wouldn't have hired Alex Grinch if he were a bad football coach. It's not they're bad coaches. It's just, boy, were they way off. Now, the only thing I can think of was Urban made a purposeful decision after Sammy Watkins caught 16 touchdown passes in the 2013 Orange Bowl that he didn't ever want to see a fast guy on the edge catch that many passes and get that many free yards in a game. But didn't we see that with Rondale Moore? Isn't that what we saw with Rondale Moore? I think it is. And how many Sammy Watkinses are there in college football? I'm just wondering, like, how many national championships Ohio State gave away by playing a defense? Because it wasn't like they were ever going to be completely inept on defense until last year, because of the talent and the depth and the speed and the ability that they have and the strength program that they have and all the other things. But it's frustrating at least a bit to watch Pete Werner, Malik Harrison, Baron Browning, Damon Arnett, guys who last year were repeatedly in the crosshairs of the fan base for playing poorly, when this year they're just flat-out man-eaters. Wisconsin had 191 yards offensively today 191 they passed for 108 they had 83 rushing yards which 
here we go. Jonathan Taylor again. Earlier in the week, remember what I set the over-under on Jonathan Taylor at on rushing yards? 72. 72. Spiels took the over. I took the under. 20 carries, 52 yards. 20 carries, 52 yards. What do you have? He had a 14-yard run. That's twice now he's played Ohio State. He's still not over 100 yards in two games. 35 carries. He's averaging less than three yards a carry against Ohio State. Conversely, J.K. Dobbins, um, I don't know how he's going to pay all the property tax on the fact that he owns the state of Wisconsin. At 174 yards against them in the Big Ten title game on 17 carries in 2017. He had 163, two touchdowns on 20 carries today. J.K. Dobbins uh, getting it done in a big, big way today for the Ohio State football Buckeyes. Um, wow. He was super impressive. And, you know, that's a good, that's a good debate. Who's Ohio State's most... Who's Ohio State's best Heisman Trophy candidate? Now, today, Chase Young's getting all the love with good reason. I think he had four sacks, maybe five, including a strip sack. (laughs) This brings me back to Paul Christ. Did they really sit around a big oak table in Madison and say, hey, we think on uh, fourth and eight, you think think, uh, our tight end, Jake Ferguson, can handle Chase Young coming off the edge one-on-one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no problem. Our tight end, yeah, he can handle the most fearsome pass rusher in all of college football. That should be no problem. Oh, no, it was a problem. It was a repeated problem today. It didn't look to me like they ever really tried to double or chip Chase Young, which, okay, see ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Um, There was one time they did try to chip him, and it looked like the guard just wanted no part of it. Like, yeah, I'm going to lean over there, and if I touch him, I can say I tried to chip him, but I just really don't want any part of that. Now, that's because Ohio State has a lot of other guys in the middle of the defensive line that you do have to pay attention to. But, man, you got to start with Chase Young or he'll just wreck the whole party. That's what he did today. Uh, Here's a flavor of uh, the Fox fellas, Mr. Gus Johnson and Mr. Joel Klant, who definitely, definitely love them, some uh, Chase Young. The bottom of your screen, watch him. He's got great hands. Cone. And in trouble. Cone had it stripped by guess who? Chase Young. Maybe the best player in America. Yeah, by the end of the game, there were no maybe to it. They were flat out all over Chase Young as a Heisman Trophy candidate. I don't look, I think that's a hard sell for a defensive player to win the Heisman. Um but hey. I mean, he, he had a Heisman moment today. J.K. Dobbins had a Heisman moment today. Justin Fields say, well, Justin didn't really have a Heisman moment today. He had a rushing touchdown and two passing touchdowns. Didn't have any turnovers. Wisconsin had to win the turnover battle today. Um, turnovers to me weren't even, I don't know, was there even a turnover in the game? I don't think so. Uh, Wisconsin fumbled, twi- fumbled twice. Oh, yeah, they did. They lost two fumbles. Oh, okay. According to the stats. Why don't I remember that? I don't. Anyway, uh, but Ohio State just has so much balance. Just so much balance. Master Teague, 76 yards. Dobbins, 163. Fields, 28. Then you go to the receiving core, and today it was concentrated mostly on Chris Olave. 
Two touchdowns, seven catches. Uh, K.J. Hill got his one catch. His uh, streak continues. So I just, look, this team is just really good. Do you think it's a problem? I'd love to hear from you on this. Spielman Hooley po- Podcast at gmail.com. Chris and I'll get into this with you Monday. You realize it's very likely. Wouldn't you say now very likely this team will not play a game in the regular season where anyone comes within a touchdown of them? Joel Klatt was uh, making the point today, and it's a point I made uh, on my Ohio State site, si.com backslash college backslash Ohio State. You can get to it by going to si.com, click on football teams, and you'll get there. It was a point I made this week that, look, when Jack Cohn threw the, threw the costly interception last week for Wisconsin at Illinois, he had been 10 for 10 on third down. But that was the first play, third and five, late in the game, two and a half minutes to go. If Wisconsin gives up the ball, maybe Illinois can go down and get the field goal. That was the first play Jack Cohn played all season where if he screwed it up, it could get his team beat. And guess what? He screwed it up and got his team beat. He was on the road, not a hostile road environment, but he was on the road. Justin Fields, I really believe, will not play in a road game this season, a true road game this season, where he could face a hostile crowd in the fourth quarter, and if he were to commit a mistake, it could get Ohio State beat. Well, where is that going to happen? Is that going to happen at Rutgers? Mm-mm. Is that going to happen at Michigan? You really think Michigan's going to be within a touchdown in the fourth quarter? If you do, you know, make sure you're watching 2019 Michigan, not like 1995 Michigan. Get off YouTube and really watch like the Wolverines play live because there's not a hope in the world that they have of playing Ohio State within a touchdown unless Justin Fields is hurt by then and Chris Chuganoff is a quarterback. And I don't even know if it's possible then. I really don't. Because, look, Ohio State just rushes. What did they rush for today? 245, 250? Okay, that's a, that's a bad game for them. 264. They averaged 280. So all this talk before the game today that, oh, if it rains, you know, Wisconsin, they're the running team. They run for 50 yards fewer per game than Ohio State. 50. Ohio State is just a big old semi with no brakes rolling downhill. Offensively, defensively, coaching-wise, every single way. Um, Chris has been asking me all year, are they the best Ohio State team I've ever seen? I think I need to see him play somebody who can actually make him break a sweat before I weigh in on that. They're a great team right now. I guess, what, the first team since Woody Hayes' 1973 team to win its first seven games by 20 points? Now they've won eight games by 20 points. I'll have to go check that Woody team and see if they won their eighth game by 10 points or by 20 points. Um, They didn't go undefeated. I know that. And this team, it's going to take a heck of a team to beat this team. But Fields has to stay healthy. Chase Young has to stay healthy. A lot of things can change. Freak things can happen. But they're just the class of the Big Ten. Who on the west side of the Big Ten wants a piece of this in Indy? You think Wisconsin? No, seriously. I know what they're going to say. Oh, you know, we had opportunities. And not Paul Chris today. He was like, wow, we had opportunities. You know, within 10 to 7, we get a stop there. Yeah, but you didn't get a stop there, Paul Christ. Maybe if you don't take Jonathan Taylor out of the game on third down. Is that a red flag for anybody besides me? Why is Jonathan Taylor out of the game on third down? If I'm an NFL scout, I'm why do they – why do they put gross check in the game on third down and take Jonathan Taylor out of the game? That doesn't make any sense to me. 
Like, if Jonathan Taylor is really a Heisman candidate, has there ever been a Heisman candidate? Uh, well, everybody's a Heisman candidate, a Heisman contender. Has there ever been a Heisman contender whose team felt like they were better on third down with him off the field than on? Wisconsin does that all the time. Crazy. Crazy. And they don't have a Master Teague to J.K. Dobbins. They do not have that. So uh, I don't think Wisconsin wants another shot at these guys. You think Iowa wants another shot? Iowa would like to never play Ohio State again. Iowa would like to sit on, what was that, 55 to whatever. They would take that into eternity at Iowa if they could. There's nobody on the west side of the Big Ten that wants to play Ohio State again. So, and the other question I had today, and, I, you know, I really do hate to bring these questions up because I, I feel like a shameless homer and my career has not been about being a shameless homer. But I just seriously wonder if all 13 teams in the Big Ten not, not named Ohio State were to put together an all-star team, could they beat Ohio State? Could they? Huh? I mean, they're good players in the Big Ten. Jonah Jackson was at Rutgers last year. We didn't know a thing about him. We put him in at left guard. He's an absolute monster. But uh, I just, whoa, they're so good, man. And today it was um, it was more of the same, more of the same, more of the same. <laughs> so uh, make sure if you are taking senior pictures for your uh, son or daughter, make sure if you would like a family picture, if you have somebody in your family who would like a birthday and you want to give them something unique. How about a photograph that won't cost you an arm and a leg, maybe just a wrist? From Flashes of Fun. No, they're not going to take your blood money at all. Flashes of Fun, easy to work with. They'll take pet pictures. They'll take any kind of photo you want. Their photos have been used around the world over 2 million times in advertising. You know they're good. They're great. Their uh, website is flashesofun.com. You can get a sample of their photography there. And they would love to work with you at flashesofun.com. So uh, we'll see what we get tonight from Michigan. Michigan and Notre Dame. Got my eye on that one. Uh, I expect Notre Dame to win that game, as I said with uh, Chris this week. I'm not positive Michigan can win its next all of its next three games after this Notre Dame game. They're at Maryland, they're at Indiana, and they have Michigan State at home. I don't think for sure they can win all three of those games. I think at Indiana is going to be a problem for, for Michigan. I think at Maryland could be a problem for them. Michigan State at home is decidedly a problem for them. And so if they lose tonight to Notre Dame and they would lose one of those next three, and Ohio State will absolutely beat them, on November the 30th, Harbaugh is looking at a five-loss season, and I don't know what they do to fix it. But you know what? That is not our problem. That is Michigan's problem. <laughs> and uh, it's a lot better to be a Buckeye fan today because 38-7 uh, to over Wisconsin. So let's see. They've beaten it's, uh, two teams by 24 points, Michigan State and Florida Atlantic. They've beaten Wisconsin by 31 and everybody else by 40 or more. That's the, that's the definition of dominance. That is absolutely the definition of dominance. Uh, so that'll do it. That'll wrap up our uh, Saturday Immediate Reaction podcast. Hope you enjoyed uh, the game today. Hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Chris will be back on Monday, and we will talk to you then from the Spielman and Hooley podcast. Please tell your friends about the content and uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Every review helps us so much. Thanks for listening, and everybody have a great day.